to the Basic Training Podcast, everyone. I am your host, Michael Bays, and you're in for what I must say is going to be my best episode ever. I don't know if it actually is, but it's, uh, it's always good to just go ahead and say that when you start that way you can just set the bar super high. So if you fail, it's not that big a deal. <laughs> anyway, thank you guys for tuning in again. Um, I'm getting a ton of questions and a ton of responses uh, via our website. And I am so happy and thankful that you guys are downloading the show, that you enjoy it, uh, that you're asking questions, that I'm actually giving out information that you guys want to know about. And uh, again, I just really appreciate it. And so thank you guys so, so very much. On tonight's show, we're going to talk about something that it's probably going to be the first time I'm going really in-depth on a very specific topic. Uh, up until now, a couple weeks ago, we launched a holiday challenge in order to keep everybody in shape, keep them thinking about uh, what's going in their bodies, keep them on their fitness routine, keep them on nutritional plan, all of that's going together over the next eight weeks until the new year. It was called the Get Fit Before You Get Fat Challenge, and it's been very successful so far. I've heard back from a lot of you who have taken their measures, uh, a lot of you that participated in some of the races that uh, were around Thanksgiving time. Uh, I've gotten pictures of Thanksgiving meals. I've just it, It's been an overwhelming response, and it's been a lot of fun. I'm trying to cover a lot of topics in our question and answer section of the show, uh, everything from the paleo diet to new methods of working out to what to do when you're recovering from an injury. All of those things are coming together, and so what I'm going to do now tonight is go into something you're going to be seeing a little bit later in this year coming up. I know that sounds a little bit confusing, but it, bear with me and I'll, I'll give you an idea of what's going to happen. Tonight, we are going to talk about the word toxins. You hear it all the time. I think I heard it twice today uh, on the Today Show. And every now and again, you'll see an infomercial that's popping up of a, a detoxifying kit to, to rid the body of harmful things that are causing all kinds of just negative badness. It's causing you to be fat. It's causing you to be tired and depressed. And all of these different issues are all encompassed under this big word, it, at least in my industry, it's called toxins. And so we're going to delve into that tonight uh, just a little bit more. And uh, on a quick side note, I want to let everybody know what has happened to me today. Uh, at this time, I am sitting about 27 hours without any food whatsoever. I elected today to begin a new project for myself because the reason I fell in love with the fitness industry and training and working out in general was anytime that I could study something, whether it's a new workout or a new diet plan or whatever it may be, I could actually try it out on myself and gauge the results. That way I could deliver it to clients a little bit better. It, it was always fascinating to me, and it, that's really what keeps me in love with this business more than anything. So I've been reading a lot of new data about nutrition, and a lot of this stemmed from uh, the new paleo diets that are coming out, um, it stemmed from low-carbohydrate lifestyles. It came from taking a look at the way we've eaten over the past – or the way we've taught people to eat over the past 10 to 15 years, or at least the trend that, that that's gone on. And I just started reading some stuff about taking intermittent fasts in a, in a diet plan. 
And just so you know, this is, I don't want to say it's a relatively new thing because anybody could open up, you could open up the Bible, you could open up the Quran or the Torah or any religious text and find people that have been fasting for thousands of years. Uh, It was always done in a religious sense. And I got that question about 50 times today, am I doing this uh, for on a religious basis? And, you know, every time I answered, you know, no, this is, this is more of a scientific experiment for myself uh, on a physiological basis just to kind of see what's going to happen. So this, this is definitely not a new idea, but I am getting the hints that this is going to move itself back into the mainstream a little bit of what people may do diet-wise. And it's looking like from some of the research that's being done is if you're able to take a fast, and a fast is simply not eating for a period of time, whether it's 12 hours, 24, 36, any any denomination of time in between, it's not taking in any solid substance. Now, I took it to the next level, and, and I just decided not to take in any nutrient whatsoever today uh, except for what could be found in green tea and coffee. It was green tea, coffee, and water. It's all I've had for a little over 20, 27 hours at this point. So the idea is why would anybody in their right mind willingly just stop eating food altogether? What does that have to do with anything? I mean, you're, we're human. We When we wake up, we eat. If you thought about it, you've had something to eat Every single day that you have been alive since since you were born, I, whether it was just milk, whether it was a protein shake, whether it was a, that one day that you went, didn't have access to food, so all you could eat were some crackers, you put something in your body to be digested every single day. And I'm going to say that as a blanket statement to everybody out there, you have done this. So... That begs the question to me as as an inquisitive fitness person, what would happen if you stop? So it's like, you know, why am I going to feed myself today? What would happen if I just didn't eat for a day? I chose to not eat. Physiologically, what's that going to do? Is it helpful? Is it harmful? And again, just generally, what's the purpose? And the way I see it is your body is like a car. And you've been driving that car for 10, 20, 30 years, 40 years, and you've never turned it off. Every time that it almost ran out of fuel, you simply parked at the gas station. You didn't turn it off. You just filled it up again. And so you're, cons- you're constantly filling your body with nutrients. Now, some of these are good. Some of these are bad. But it, it, by and large, as far as the body goes, it doesn't really – I take that. Back. I mean, it knows what's going on when you're when you're putting these things in, but is it efficiently processing them through? Is it able to take what you what you put in? Let's say it's uh, salmon and asparagus, one of my absolute favorite meals of all time. You put that in, it goes inside the small intestine, and it starts to be digested completely and absorbed out. Is that good or is that bad? Is it happening at an efficient rate? Is it not? You don't know because in reality, you're still competing with some of the stuff that you actually took in six hours ago. Or you're competing with something that you took in yesterday. Just because you eat at that moment doesn't mean that food is going to be utilized at that moment. You've got – I'm going to get the stat because someone's going to quote me on this again. And that happens a lot just so you know. If I'm wrong, you guys definitely let me know that. You have 
hundreds of feet of small intestine. That means it, it takes days for things to get through sometimes. So it, you don't know if you're, you're utilizing nutrients from the s'mores and the, the sweet potato pie that you had uh, over Thanksgiving or if it's that great bit of vegetables you just took in. And, and so because you don't know that, my thinking is, or was, is, was, I'm starving and I'm starting to go a little bit brain dead because of this, but the idea would be what if you just put pause – on metabolic digestion, would it be like a big reset button for the body? If you got every, if you gave everything time to clear out of the system, would it be a better thing when you started to eat again? Would you have better nutrient absorption? Would you have more stable blood sugar levels? Would it kill some of your appetite so you're not expecting to eat all the time? Uh, I, it, for those of you that know me in person. I am a very hungry boy. I schedule myself to eat every three hours, and I end up going every two to every hour and a half. It's healthy food, but I'm eating all the time. And because I've done so so often, my body begins to expect that. And so this, this experiment I'm doing today is more of an effort to try to stop that process and possibly even slow down that expectation of, I'm done with a client, now let's go eat some trail mix. Or I'm done with a client, now let's go heat up whatever's in the fridge and let's eat again. And this may be a better way to do that. And I'm not going to say that, that I know all the answers because this science is new to me as well. But so far, it's not necessarily a negative thing in my world. I, I seem to be more focused today. I really did not get hungry because I didn't have to choose what to eat. I just knew that I was not going to eat. So I drank a lot more water. I had plenty of green tea and plenty of coffee to wake myself up in the morning. But by and large, this has not been a totally negative experience. Now, to be fair, I'm not going to know what this does th today. I, I may be have a ton of energy right now because I'm on target and I knew I was going to talk about this today. And I'm just really getting pumped trying to understand what I'm doing. But I do plan on doing this every single Wednesday until the end of the year. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to just be taking a journal the entire day and see what happens over that time period. It, it may be the most wonderful thing in the world, and it may not. Time is going to tell. But I, I had to tell you guys that story about what's happening with me to kind of get into what I want to talk about tonight, which is the concept of of toxic substances in the body, or, or toxins, if you will. It's in the news all the time. It's on infomercials all the time. There are books, there are magazines, there are supplements, there are websites, there are every single thing in the world you could think of devoted to ridding your body of toxins or toxic materials. And, you know, for the longest time, as someone who instructs people to, to eat better, uh, to exercise, and to just generally be healthier, I kind of brush these things off as that's just some kind of a fad that somebody's trying to get you to buy a product. It's, it's something that's not real because you know the body's only going to understand macronutrients, the big things, carbohydrates, fats, proteins, and things uh, of, of such like that, and vitamins and minerals. But you know, is it really going to understand when you put in a, a foreign chemical? Is your body really going to absorb that into the system and not know what to do with it? 
you know, are these things going to build up in the system to where, you know, if I if you were to open me up, am I going to have a giant store full of toxins just just floating around in there? You know, and, and so this is whenever I would have a client ask about it, I would just kind of say, oh, well, you know, it's a it basically you don't need to worry about that. Just just eat good food and work out. Anyway, that's where I would normally go. Well, I've been hearing this so often, all the time. You know, people keep asking, and, and companies keep making these these products. So I thought, okay, so what gives? I need to actually sit down, take a look at this, and see what's what. You know, I, since someone keeps buying these things, do they really work? I'm seeing real doctors talk about these things, uh, even though those doctors are always conveniently located close to a book that they just wrote. You know, maybe maybe they know something. You know, celebrities uh, they plug these things as well. So that's what led to the idea of a fast for me. And it was in under that concept that I thought, okay, first of all, I need to find out what a toxin is. I can people talk about it all the time, but there's basically no straight answer that you can get, whether it's a doctor, fitness professionals, or nutritionists, or other people in health related fields. They will throw this term around without actually defining it. And just for your knowledge, if you're making something sound evil and scary and bad, people will rarely question it in-depthly, and they'll just take your word for it that it's really bad and you don't want to deal with it. So in my, in my vast research of trying to, to figure this out, I ended up coming up with a very good definition of what a toxin is. And just for your knowledge, here's what a toxin is according to Mike Bayes. A toxin is any substance, either foreign or created by the body, that impedes the process of normal metabolic, cardiovascular, or neural function. Basically, any substance that either your body makes or that you eat that will cause you to not perform at your optimal level is going to be considered a toxin in the system. I know that's still extremely vague, but trust me, that's the best definition you're going to get. And so my goal for you right now is to take, I'm going to start listing out more definite things that make up toxins in the body. And it's environmental toxins, it's household toxins, it's all these different things that I have discovered. They're very real. And whether or not, you know, I'm going to explain in a minute what your body does and how this may not be as big of a concern as we're trying to make it out to be, but toxins are definitely real. Uh, more of the common ones that we deal with on a daily basis are going to be aluminum, mercury, arsenic, nickel, lead, uh, platinum, selenium. Uh, some of the household ones are going to be formaldehyde, radon, uh, carbon monoxide, vinyl chloride, hydrochloric acid, your herbicides, your pesticides, things like that. In your food, it could be uh, aspartame. It's even chlorine, chloroform, um, alcohol, any any of your prescription drugs because of the side effects that they, they yield. Uh, it could be any kind of solvent from your household cleaners. It could be disinfectants like Lysol and all the germ killers and things like that. The What makes them toxins is that the body, once it once they get inside, your body has to do a lot of work to try to clean them out because they're not a natural substance. 
So your body has to go through all these different processes to actually make that happen. And, and thus, because of that, that's why some people think that this is something that could just continue to build up over time and you're going to start to perform poorly. Well, from what I've gathered in my physiological research, and by that I mean my living, breathing, and just essentially dealing with fitness on a daily basis, I just can't buy it that the reason we're having all these problems is because of toxins. I just don't see it. Or maybe it's not quantifiable to a point where, you know, we can say it's the difference between 99 and 100% or something like that. And the reason I think that is, you know, I go back to my old friends, uh, logic and physiology. Um, Toxins may be real, you know, and you may have some in your system, but you got to give credit to your body, guys. That's why you have a liver. That's why you have kidneys. That's why you have a lymphatic system. These three things alone are working ultra hard in overtime, and they're, they're ridding the body of things daily. That's why you go to the bathroom. That's why when you drink alcohol, you don't stay drunk all the time. That's why your soreness heals. That's why all this stuff starts to happen is because these systems are removing all those toxins from the body. They simply just can't build up over time. Now, I've said that, and obviously someone's going to go to the two that actually do build up in the body over time. And it's a slight tangent. What what I'm trying to get across to you as a point to hammer home is that all these things that I listed, they're in your environment, they're in your house. I don't think they're the boogeyman. I don't think that's really the issue. That's not what's causing all these negative uh, things to pop up. And again, you know, we're broad stroking that. But I don't think that is the main problem with with weight loss. I don't think that's the main problem with blood pressure or high cholesterol or all the real things that are happening on the inside. It's just not that way. But it, just so you know, the two that I was referring to, the two substances that really will build up in the body over time and are actually a major danger, and it's not because – well, I mean it's, it's because they build up. The body has a hard time removing them. That's where we're having a big issue here, um, and that would be uh, ammonium chloride uh, that's found in antiperspirants that you apply daily to your underarm. It's been linked to breast cancer, and mercury. High levels of mercury are being found more and more in fish, and I'm a fish fan, and so th- this actually bothers me to a degree. You know, it's not going to make me quit eating fish, but it definitely makes me look at it just a little bit more uh, and, and say, okay, well, wait a second. I may be looking good, but if I'm building up, you know, really, really toxic levels of mercury in my system, it may not be worth it. So, you know, just take that as a, just with a, a grain of salt, guys, and just really kind of start watching for those two. Anyway, so I've listed out, you know, a, a ton of things in an environment there that could be bad for you. They're real. What is not real are detoxifying cleanse programs. Those are absolute, complete garbage. And I'm going to go ahead and say that. Here's why. You don't need to purchase a box of pills. You don't need to take in maple syrup, cayenne pepper, and lemon juice. That is the most common one that I found when I was doing these research. Or this research. You don't need those. You don't need a special patch that goes on the bottom of your foot. You don't need to go to sweat lodges. 
it's it's just you don't need to do that to detoxify yourself. All you're going to do is dehydrate yourself. All you're going to do is well, I mean that launches into the point. What's happening is you're changing the style of your eating. Instead of having McDonald's, Taco Bell, and Burger King all three in one day, you are now taking in a specific thing, whether it's a juice, whether it's uh, a concoction like uh, the maple syrup thing that you're making at home, you're altering your diet and you're eating less food. When you eat less food, your body has to do less work to digest. When it's not doing all that work to digest, you have, I call it the to-do list. Your body has extra time to start working on ridding your body of all those extra things that have built up over time. That's a major point. We're going to hammer that one home again. When you eat less food, you have to do less work to digest and assimilate it, therefore freeing up your body to do other things, such as remove all that extra waste from the system. And this is where the idea of fasting has entered the marketplace. It's entered the marketplace to a point where if we just Again, hit that major reset button. Maybe we're going to be a healthier society. And if you're building that into a normal fitness plan, I'm thinking, at least from what I've gathered so far, it may not be a huge negative. I think it's going to be something well worth trying. And I'm definitely going to let you know that over the next, um, you know, four to five weeks. I'll, I'll get this about five or six times under my belt. It's not fair to make a judgment right now. Because I still feel good, and this is for those that really know me in person, when I don't eat, I do get hangry, and that is hungry and angry together. I am the Snickers commercial times a million, and I'm the guy that gets to instruct you what to do all the time, so it's really, really, really bad. Because I'll just make you do a thousand burpees and and go pout in my office until you're finished. So, anyway... Why why am I ranting on this that much? Why am I trying to teach you guys about toxins? Why am I trying to teach you guys about how the lymphatic system works and all of that different stuff, physiology? Why would you care? I really don't have any more reason to do that except for, and this is why it's related to our our Get Fit Challenge over over this eight-week period. The reason I'm doing that is because in the next five weeks, you guys are going to be marketed to so heavily for new workouts, new weight loss ideas, new diets, nutrition, uh, gyms, personal training, you name it, it's about to head your way. And I don't mind, I think what we do is very valuable and we put out a lot of knowledge that you guys are going to want. But what I can't stand more than anything is simply putting out a product to get people to buy it because it's going to promise some result that we've just just discovered. I'm getting a ton of emails about this new thing, raspberry ketones. I don't even read it. That may be an honest to God real thing, but I keep just thinking back to uh, Mona V, or and that's an acai berry juice. And when that was a huge thing two or three years ago, or I'm, I'm now I saw this today for Juice Plus, which is it's a lot of juice extracts and and, and different phytochemicals pulled together into a juice that you now drink or uh, different things, Advocare. And it's, it provides you an entire list of products that, that helps you lead a healthier life, or Nature's Way, or any of these things. I don't think they're bad. But in my opinion, they do not have 
your fitness in mind. They do not have your best well-being in mind. A lot of these things are, are multi-level marketing. It, they are. It's not about you buying the product and using it. It's about you getting the product and then getting somebody else to sell the product for you. And when you start getting that involved, that's when it, it steps out of the realm of anything that I want to teach you here as far as, you know, I want you guys to go buy this protein because I think it's the best or I think it's going to work well for you. And then it gets into the realm of, I want you to do this so I can make more money. You know, I've never sold products. I've never sold any juices, any powders, any in, anything in particular other than, you know, we would get uh, energy drinks. And, and so we would have those in the office. I would keep those for myself. Clients would come in and want to buy some. Or I would have some extra protein bars and we would vend them. That's one thing. That's just something that's providing food. I'm not pushing a philosophy on people. I don't want to push that anything that I do is better than anything else you may find. I, I feel that's a it's a conflict of interest at that point. So, you know, I'm going to digress just a little bit and kind of go back to that's what we're getting you ready for. I'm getting you ready for when somebody says, "Hey, we're going to try this 10-day cleanse. We're going to try this new product that's going to do this in the next 12 days." Understand that what that is is simply they're going to modify the way you eat for a period of time, and that's going to yield you a result. Now, I submit to you this. You can do the exact same thing by following the basics of food, eating real things, things that spoil within two weeks, things that you know they, you can dig them up from the ground. You can pick them off a tree. You can kill it. All the stuff that makes real healthy food, all you have to do is do that. If you're able to do that, you don't need to go spend $150 to go drink lemon juice for the next seven days. And I'll take that for the next step further. Just go to the store and buy lemon juice. It, it, you don't. There's nothing special that they're going to offer. And I, I would hate to see people waste money on something they think is really going to help them when, in fact, some of the things and ingredients in these products may actually cause more damage uh, than good. It's a lot simpler than we're making it out to be. And if all you have to do is take one day and just don't eat anything, and that can achieve the same process as going through this 10-day this thing where you eat this special, special sauce, in my view, that's a win. So that's why I wanted to educate you guys a little bit about what toxins are, that they are real, and how all of the other things dealing with toxins are pretty much complete crap and garbage. There you go. That That's ending on a high note, at least with uh, that part of the show. Uh, I'm going to answer one question tonight because I heard it today, and it actually relates perfectly to what we're doing here or, or what I just talked about. And the question was, when I eat something, how long does it take for that to become muscle in my body? And the answer to that is, I'll break it down a little bit more. When you eat something, how long does it take for the body to be able to to use it, to actually make things from it? Um, you know, I have people that will eat a, eat a protein bar, it's 200 calories, and then immediately go to the treadmill to burn off 200 calories. Your body has a lag time. It's a, it's a lead time, just kind of like anything else. Whenever you eat something, whether it's a burger, whether it's broccoli, whether it's... Um, the awesome Dorito shell tacos, which I, to this day, I still have never had one. John, have you had one? 
Okay, good. Uh, John earned about 10, 10 respect points. I even draw the line. Really? You draw the line at the taco thing? Yeah. Yeah. It, it's a Dorito shell taco. It's It looks amazing, but I guarantee you it kills you in, in one bite. Anyway, whether you have any of that kind of stuff, it's going to take some time for your body to break it down, assimilate it out, and process it. It just takes time. So we're on average probably talking about, I would say in the range of 12 to 24 hours for something to get through the digestive system. Once you eat and it goes in the stomach, your body begins pulling out the parts it really needs. A lot of times that's the simple sugars. That's the carbohydrates. They're the quick energy of the body. It gets in and it's going to start pulling that that out uh, to get that sugar in the bloodstream to give your body fuel. And that's where the, the term blood sugar comes from. That gets knocked down by uh, something your body makes called insulin. And, you know, we could go off on that tangent. But basically, once those sugars start to get pulled out, all the rest of it starts to get pulled with it. Uh, The fat that you eat uh, starts to get – you can't really digest fat. It has to be a process called emulsification. And that's actually produced uh, by a substance called bile in the in the gallbladder. If you didn't know what your gallbladder is for, now you do. It produces bile, which breaks down fat so that your body can actually take that fat in and use it. And then uh, same thing with proteins. Proteins are broken down uh, into amino acids, and those are, are brought over through the small intestine to get out in the system. This process is not instantaneous. Again, it's about 12 to 24 hours for it to at minimum get through the system. So whatever you ate at this exact time yesterday is just now reaching the end point of being used. And that basically means that whatever you do today is going to affect you tomorrow. If you eat a big bowl of pasta, and this is where the runners get that, if you eat a big bowl of pasta tonight, tomorrow you will have more stored carbohydrates in the system, uh, and that's called glycogen or stored sugars. Because you do that, you have to start thinking about food in those terms. You also think about activity in those terms as well. And basically that means that whatever I do today uh, food-wise, I should be able to plan my activity on that tomorrow. It is not a very quick process, and sometimes it can take upwards of 36 hours for, or excuse me, not 36, uh, 72 hours for something to get all the way through, and that's about three days. And that could be some of your slower digesting carbohydrates. It could be very fibrous substances. Um, It could be a lot of things. Your body is, it just takes time to actually make the stuff so it can use it. Um, So don't freak out when you eat something that's really bad or or salty or fatty or or calorie-laden. It's not going to affect you until tomorrow. It's not going to become fatty tissue until it's been floating around in the body for about 72 hours. I think that's the the bigger part of what they were wondering. And that kind of goes with muscle as well. Muscle actually takes a little bit longer, believe it or not, uh, at least to have appreciable levels. When you eat something and it's gone through the body, the fat stuff is going to store within about three days if you don't use it. Your body is going to begin making muscle tissue in very small increments after a few situations. Number one, right after you work out. That is when everything has been broken down, all the muscles have been torn, and the the repair process starts to happen. That's when it's a good time to have a lot of protein in the system, a lot of amino acids floating around so you you can rebuild those fibers together. 
the major time when your muscle is going to be created is when you sleep. That is when all the repair processes of the body are running. That is when your body is remaking itself is when you sleep. So if you were to work out a little later in the day, you take in some protein right after you're done, and then within a couple, three or four hours after that, you hit the hay and you're asleep, that's when your body's going to start recreating that muscle tissue. And that process is going to happen every single time you go to sleep. So you're really only going to be building during those two times during the day. And because of that, I would say you're most likely going to get the majority of your muscle built in the first 24 to 72 hours of eating something. Um, but then again, if you're refeeding all the time, you're still got plenty of protein in there and you're going to be at the most optimal point to actually rebuild that muscle. So hopefully that answers uh, some of that question uh, right in there. And it, as with any question you'll ever hear me answer, there's a yes and there's a no, and it's always more complicated than I make the question sound. And that's so I can sound smarter to you guys out there, and so you'll listen to my show and leave awesome reviews on iTunes, and then we're going to be the number one fitness podcast in the world, and it's going to be fantastic because I can do this for a living and have fun talking to you guys about anything that you wanted to fitness-related. And that is going to bring us to the end of the show tonight, guys. Uh, I hope you enjoyed and if you have any questions, please go to www.michaelbays.com. Hit me up on the contact page or register on the site and uh, drop a question on the forums. Uh, the forums are still being built, and, but feel free to, to post up there. They work just fine. Check out the recipes. Check out the articles. Uh, play some of the old episodes of the podcast. Pretty much anything and everything can be done from that site. So, And if you think about it, please, please, please drop me a review on iTunes. It it matters so much, and I love taking a look at those, and that gets us higher rankings on there, and more people are going to be able to hear the show, and I want you guys to be able to spread this, if you like it. And if you don't, pretend you like it and leave me a five-star review anyway, because that would be awesome. Anyway, until next time, guys, uh, eat well, train hard, and just continue to be amazing. Oh, 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 o